You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today we're very excited to have a special guest speaker with us. Now let's prepare our hearts as our special guest brings forth God's truth from His Word today. Thank you so much for uh, for your warm welcome. Uh, we appreciate uh, that very much. Please be in prayer for my wife. She's not feeling well uh, this evening. She's actually the last three, four days, she's just been feeling kind of off. And I just thought it'd be best maybe for her to stay back tonight, but please be in prayer for her. Um, but I just want to uh, say thank you so much for, once again, for your warm welcome. Um, uh, I've been in touch with Brother Courser, of course, many times, and uh, I, love, I love our correspondence back and forth. We text each other and, and just have a good time. And uh, I, I get the, the spirit of the church uh, through him, uh, really. And, uh, and I, I get the, the feeling that, uh, of course, the church is very mission-minded and very uh, soul-loving, and, uh, and just wanting to reach this world for Christ. Amen? Amen. And so uh, I, I am just honored to be part of this church and be part of your missions program. Thank you so much for so many years of supporting our family and the mission endeavors that we've, uh, we've uh, pushed, pushed forward to do, that we felt like the Lord wants us to do. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware, you're going to actually be able to see a little video tonight, uh, just a little kind of an update. It's not, not really our ministry video that we would normally share. But just kind of an update video that I wanted to share with you in just a few moments. It's about five and a half minutes long. But for those of you who are not aware of what we do, uh, we work with a ministry called Wings Bearing Precious Seed. And uh, what we do is we work with missionaries all around the world that need Bibles. They need tracts. They need John and Romans. They need materials like that in their language, where they are, where they are in the country, uh, whatever country they're in. And uh, so they get in, in touch with us and they say, we need 10,000 Bibles. We need 50,000 John and Romans. Uh, or this many uh, New Testaments, whatever it might be. And so uh, we take that kind of quote-unquote order from them, and, uh, and then we, we pray about it because we, we have so many requests that we have to pray about which ones we're going to try to fill, which ones we felt like God wants us to fill. Uh, right now we have about 15, to, always 15 to 18 requests uh, on the table uh, for us to consider. And so uh, we pray about those, and then the ones that we feel like God wants us to fill uh, we are in touch with the printers that print the Bible in the, in the language that they, that they want it in. Uh, everything's King James, of course. And then um, we get those materials to our warehouse in Kentucky, uh, in Mount Vernon, Kentucky, right off I-75, uh, right in the center part of Kentucky is where our warehouse is. We get all the materials there. We get them prepared up. And then we go out and raise the money to be able to ship those scriptures to the missionaries so that there's no cost to them. Uh, I've, uh, my wife and I spent 15 years in Ireland as foreign missionaries, and we know what it's like to be on the field, to need materials, to need Bibles, need tracts, need those things to be able to reach your city, reach your country that you're trying to reach, those people. And your efforts and your, your, uh, your energy and your resources are right there in that country. You don't want, you know, it was so hard for us to think about, okay, how are we going to pay for these uh, uh, Bibles that we need, these tracts that we need, these John and Romans. How, you know, we, well, there was a time we had to come up with thousands of dollars to be able to ship the scriptures to us, and we, we just didn't know how we were going to do it. Uh, God provided for that in time, and we got those scriptures to us, but, uh, but that's what we do. We, we're working directly with the missionaries to get those materials to them at no cost to them. Uh, we don't want them to have to worry about how they're going to raise, you know, five or $6,000 to get uh, the, these scriptures to them. So that's what we do. I go to good churches like this right here, and I ask for your help. And, uh, and, and as the Lord lays on the hearts of those churches, they, people help us, and we're able to ship out the scriptures to the missionaries that need it. 
And not only that, though, we also take a, a, a two to three mission trips per year. And so if you've never been to the mission field, I know many of you have, uh, but if some of you have never been to the mission field and you'd like to take a mission trip, uh, you can see me and I will try to help you out with that. Now, right now, everything going on with, with the pandemic and everything, uh, a lot of that's been, been really kind of halted uh, when we're just not able to do much about it. Uh, we were planning on going to Tokyo for the Olympics in uh, August and uh, to, to have an outreach there, but uh, since they're not letting spectators come to the Olympics, we really can't do that, so we had to cancel that trip. Uh, we have a trip to Chile um, that was going to be actually next month. We had to postpone that one uh, just because there's restrictions, uh, and right now we've got a trip planned. We're still in the works, still, still on the books to do uh, at the end of September. Uh, we're planning, Lord willing, to go to Brazil, and so uh, uh, next, you know, each year we usually are able to come up with two or three mission trips that we feel like the Lord wants us to do, to go on, and we help the missionary on the mission field, distribute the word, and we preach, we teach, we, uh, we serve there on the mission field to be able to help them uh, firsthand. So, uh, so that's, that's a, kind of in a nutshell what we do. Uh, and we're going to show you the video here in just a moment. Um, the video is actually, um, it's produced by our director. Our director's name is Alan Johnson. <coughs> And uh, so you'll see him on here. Uh, he's our director. He's going to kind of give you an update of what 2020 was kind of like for us. Uh, obviously, you know, all of us, uh, the 2020 was just uh, uh, what was none of us expected what happened. Um, and, and so many things that we've had to change and get used to. And so, uh, so but we still went forward for the Lord. Amen. Amen. And we still got the word out. And I'm going to share with you kind of the results of what we did in 2020 after the video. But uh, just wanted to preface the video a little bit by uh, just introducing our, our director, Alan Johnson. And he's going to uh, talk to you here in just a second on the video. And then I'll come back up and give you a, kind of more of a, of a report of, of uh, the kind of the results of 2020 and kind of what we're looking at for 2021 as well. So we'll show the video right now. We came into 2020 with the uh, 2020 vision uh, theme. And our goal has been to ship 20 million scriptures to 20 nations. Halfway through the year, because of coronavirus, we hadn't even shipped a million scriptures. Um, but uh, we're trusting the Lord to, uh, to give us a lot of open doors towards the end of the year. We've got several projects uh, pending. And while our 2020 vision has been disrupted, it isn't gone. One focus is sending the light of God's word to the dark continent of Africa. Africa has 54 nations with a population of 1.3 billion souls millions of whom still grope in darkness, waiting for the Word of God. By God's grace and thanks to our supporters, Wings Bearing Precious Seed has shipped scriptures to 38 of the 54 nations in Africa. One of our uh, projects that I've been excited about is the country of Gabon. And the Gabon is a country in Africa, a French-speaking country that for years now, for years now I've been praying for it, and no contact, I had no contact, I didn't have a single independent Baptist missionary. And about a year ago, I was in a missions conference and uh, met Brother Fisa, Mihi Mihindo, and uh, he is from Gabon, and uh, came to the United States to go to medical school. God changed his plans, and now he's preparing to go back to Gabon as a missionary. God has laid on my heart the need to see every soul whether girl or boy, woman or man, old or young, have their own copy of the scriptures 
to ensure that the whole country of Gabon, Africa is saturated with the pure words of God. One of our goals every year is to ship to all continents, and Lord willing, we'll do that again in 2020. But we've seemed to have had a focus on the fields of Africa this year. One of the fields we're focusing on is Togo, a French-speaking country in West Africa, where we'll be shipping a container of French Bibles, New Testaments, General Romans, and Gospel tracts for Brother Emmanuel Gungampo and the other nationals and missionaries there. Uh, these Bibles will be really a blessing to Togo uh, and uh, many people in the villages who do not have a Bible copy of the Word of God. Another field we're focusing on is South Africa, which is really a doorway to many other countries in Southern Africa. And we'll be working with veteran missionary Jeff Demarest, who has helped get multiple uh, containers in of scriptures, not only to South Africa, but other neighboring countries. Uh, this particular project is exciting because it's going to be a new language, uh, the Swana uh, language that has recently had a New Testament uh, translated from the uh, received text. Uh, we brought back with us a uh, copy of a translation of the Swana language. Five million people in South Africa speak the Swana language, and that translation was in the form of a New Testament, which we've done some partial printing, and we're getting ready to send a box of those over to South Africa to distribute among the pastors for them to go through. Our goal is to print 20,000, and then we have another church who's going to print John and Romans with us, and we're going to print 80,000 of those and uh, that'll fill a half a container. And, uh, and so many who speak Swana, there's millions who do, uh, will be able to have the Word of God in their mother tongue for the very first time. And uh, so we're excited about that project as well. While much of 2020 did not go as we expected, perhaps as anybody expected, I'm glad that God is still on the throne and that uh, doors that were not expected were opened um, some may have been closed, some may have been delayed, but uh, it's exciting to see the Word of God go forth. We know it is not bound, and, uh, and God can take His time, and as long as we continue to get the seed out of the barn, uh, only eternity will reveal uh, what God will have accomplished through our 2020 vision. Uh, even though we may have lacked in vision and in faith, uh, God can show us in the future, uh, beyond this video someday, what he will have done through uh, the efforts of God's people, through prayer and through financially supporting uh, Wings Bearing Precious Seed and getting the living word to a lost world. It's just kind of a snapshot of what uh, 2020 has been for us. As you heard, um, you know, we we're halfway through 2020. And on the, kind of on the little logo there, uh, it mentioned our, our 2020 vision. Our, our vision was to get 20 million scriptures shipped uh, to all the continents in the, in the world, uh, to all, all continents. And um, we were halfway through the year. We hadn't even shipped a million scriptures yet. Um, we just, once again, everything was so uncertain. Uh, but by the time the end of the year came, we were able actually to have shipped 13 million scriptures last year. And uh, this church had part of that, so I want to thank you so much for your investment in being able to do that, be able to get those scriptures to the missionaries. Now, we weren't able to reach our goal, of course, uh, in 2020, but we're in a new year now, and well into it, actually, and 
Um, well, you know, 2021, so we kind of set a loftier goal. We want to ship 21 million scriptures this year, amen? And uh, we don't want the devil to, uh, to have, feel like he's got the victory at all. Uh, we want to, uh, to, to do all, our, all we can to be able to, uh, to, to generate uh, what we can uh, and use, use the efforts that we have to be able to get the scriptures to uh, the people that need it. Uh, right now, uh, we've, so far in, uh, in 2021, we've been able to ship to nine different nations. We've shipped in uh, six different languages. Uh, right now, it's, we're at 1.4 million scriptures that we've shipped thus far. Uh, we do have a couple of shipments prepared right now, uh, ready to go, getting ready to go. Um, I want to also, uh, uh, actually that's last year's stuff, but I mean, I can, uh, last year we were able to ship some uh, French Bibles to, uh, to Togo, as you saw that on the video just a moment ago. Uh, we, uh, we have a, a container we shipped to uh, Nigeria, uh, as well as some Arabic Bibles to the Sudan, and uh, as you heard there, the, the Suwani um, uh, scriptures to South Africa. Now, right now, we have a container that was ready to go to, to South Africa. We're raising $6,000 uh, to be able to pay for that, that, that container. And as was mentioned in the video, South Africa is a, kind of a doorway country. If you're able to get things into South Africa, they're able to then go into other countries throughout, uh, throughout the, uh, the continent of Africa. And so we have a, a full a container ready to go. It's going to cost us $6,000. We have most of it raised already. We need to raise another $1,400 to be able to finish that shipment off and to be able to send it and get it to those people. So be in prayer about that. We'd appreciate it very, very much. And um, uh, we're excited of what God's going to do in 2021. Amen? And uh, even though, you know, a lot of uh, things have happened and, and some discouraging things have come about over the last 12 or 13 months or something like that, uh, we know God's in control. And, uh, and, and as long as we know that we know the one that is in control, it's, it's, all, it's all under control. It's going to be okay. Uh, you know, I, I kind of, uh, I think about this sometimes, like when we were uh, younger, my wife and I, um, uh, when we were just starting deputation, our kids were all little. We had our three kids, and uh, I don't remember their ages at the time, but maybe they were three and five and seven. And uh, I remember traveling uh, down the road and we're in our, our uh, conversion van. We had a, a Dodge Ram van. We we're going down the road into, you know, going meeting to meeting and church to church. And we're out on the road months at a time. Uh, we just finished a five-month trip uh, out on the road. We were, we were gone uh, from Michigan. And uh, it's kind of neat how the Lord works it out to be down south for, for five months when it's winter time up here. Amen? And, uh, but uh, uh, what we were on the road, I remember when, when our kids were little. And it's raining and it's nighttime. And, and, uh, and there's semis going by this way and that way. And I look in the rearview mirror and I see our kids just sleep in the back, you know, just falling asleep in the back seat, just gone, just knocked out. And, uh, and I, I think to myself, how in the world can they sleep as we're, we're driving down the road 70 miles an hour, it's raining and it's sleet and it's semis going this way and that way. And it's just, it's, there's a lot going on. And our kid, my kids are just sleeping in the back seat. And I realize this, that, um, that, you know, I did the same thing when I was younger. As long as I knew my dad was driving, I knew it was going to be okay. I knew it was going to be all right. Nothing was going to happen. It was going to be just fine because my dad was behind the wheel. And I thought, wow, my kids trust, are, are trusting me like that. They're not up. They're not awake all frantic and looking out the windows and scared to death. They know that, well, dad's driving. It's going to be okay. Now, if mom was driving, that would be another, another story altogether. And I can say that because she's not here tonight. And... Uh, but, uh, but, but I think to myself, you know what? No matter what's going on in our lives, the Lord knows what's going on. And, and our Heavenly Father has got the wheel. Amen? 
and it's going to be okay, even though there are some things that, that are come about and things that happen that we may not totally agree with, but we know the Lord is in control. So praise the Lord for that. Um, I just want to mention some things as well. As If you go out the back doors after the service and you go left there, my table is set up there. I'd ask you to come by. Please get one of our prayer cards there. We have, um, if you don't have one of our prayer cards, please get one. We'd appreciate your prayers as we continue traveling. We continue down the road. And another thing that's there, I just got these in just the other day. Uh, these are some coin holders. Some, some different churches I go to like to get these. These uh, take quarters in there. And uh, you, when you fill this up, that comes to $5. And $5 is the average price to be able to, to have a Bible printed. And, and, and then we receive it and then actually be able to ship it to anywhere around the world. For $5, we can get a Bible to a person somewhere in the world for just, for just you know, quarters. And so uh, there, there are some of these out there as well. I might only have a dozen or so, but you can grab one of those. And also, real quick, this is a, a tool that I, I like to ask people to take. I probably have about 20 of these. This is our world prayer map, our, our, uh, our 2020 vision world prayer map. I think I've, I've told you about these in the past, but if you open it up, it's got a map of the world and all the different countries of the world down here listed, and it's broken up into 30 days. And if you prayed for seven or to eight different countries a day, you'll have gone through the entire world in one month's time. And so this is just a prayer tool for you to take. Obviously, they're free. You just take one. Uh, all the countries that are, that are listed in red that you see in red there are countries we've actually been able to ship scriptures to them and help missionaries out in those countries. The countries that are, that are darker are countries we haven't been able to ship to yet, but our goal is to be able to ship to all countries uh, eventually. And so please get one of those. And inside here too, just tells you a bit more about the ministry in case you're not real familiar with uh, Wings Bearing Precious Seed. So I wanted to be able to bring those there for you to have them, and we'd appreciate if you take them. And once again, I just want to say uh, thank you very much for, for your goodness to uh, our family over the years. Um, you know, we, we, we've had uh, some churches that have supported us since the very beginning, since we started Deputation. I remember our very first meeting we went to uh, in Laporte, Indiana. Uh, we went to Friendship Baptist Church there, and that church took us on for support. And we weren't even, we, were, we weren't even, I mean, I still was working a job, and, and, and we, were, we haven't even left, you know, on Deputation yet, and that church is still supporting us faithfully. And, uh, and, and, and but I, I think about, about fellowship. Fellowship is just a faithful church that's, that, that we can count on every month. Uh, some, some, some churches support us. We appreciate everything they do, uh, but some, you know, aren't, aren't as faithful. Uh, we might get nine or ten uh, support checks a, a, a year, and we're thankful for that. We really are. Um, um, whatever the Lord provides is what, we, what we, you know, we, we're thankful for. But every month, fellowship has been there for us. Every month, never misses. And, and just to be able to rely on you like that much, it just means so much to my wife and I. So thank you very much for your faithfulness to the Lord, your faithfulness serving here in this church, and uh, your faithfulness to uh, listening to what the Holy Spirit asks you to do. Uh, especially in, in, the, in the area of missions is, as well as your service for the Lord. So thank you very much for that. And also uh, the, the Ladies Missionary Society, thank you so much for that gift. Uh, we appreciate that very, very much. Um, and just it means so much to us to know it comes from the kids of the church. Uh, boy, the kids are so, they, they just bring life to the church, amen? amen. And, uh, and, and I, I love that about this church. Every time I'm here, it just seems so alive. 
Amen? Uh, and uh, some, some places we go, it's not as alive. And, uh, but it's always so alive here. And, uh, and I love that about this church. And so uh, thank you very much for, for just being who you are, for being who you are. I, I come up and down um, uh, up to Jackson through Adrian. If it, those of you who don't know, I, I live in Adrian. Um, I come up to Jackson, and when I come by Reed Road here, I, I see the church, and I pray for you all. I pray for pastor, pray for his wife, and just pray for uh, the ministry here. And I just love seeing God bless here uh, very, very much. And this is silly. I'm going to say it anyway because I, I thought about it. But I love your parking lot, preacher. Your parking lot is awesome. That's great. And I love the all-concrete parking lot. Boy, I think that's awesome. And uh, I, that must have cost a mint. But you know what? Hey, praise the Lord. And, and I, I love it, though. I, wanted to, I had to say it. And I don't think I've ever seen an all-concrete parking lot at the church. So thank you very much for, uh, for doing that. I love it. So take your Bibles tonight, though, and our time is waning quickly here. i got a glare on the clock. I think it's 20 till, but we're going to be fine tonight. Take your Bibles, though, to Mark chapter number 4 uh, tonight. Uh, I'm, I don't plan on keeping you extra long or anything like that. Pastor said normally you're out by 9 o'clock, and we'll be out by then for sure, okay? But, uh, uh, but, but, but Mark chapter number 4, I'm going to read to you just a few verses here, in verse number, uh, starting in verse number 35. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse number 35, we'll read through verse number 41. And uh, just listen as I read, if you would, just follow along with me, if you would, please. Uh, and the Bible says here, And the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. This is Jesus speaking, of course. And when they had sent, them, uh, sent away the multitudes, they took him even as, it was, uh, as he was in the ship. And there were also with them other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. And they awake him, and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, and rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly. And said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let's pray this evening. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the time that we have tonight. Thank you for all these folks who are here tonight. Lord, it's such a blessing to see a, a church pretty full this evening, Lord. And so many times I, I've gone places that, that it, it's just a, a fraction of the people that normally would be here. And I know there are good folks watching tonight at home, and, and they have to, and out of necessity... That's the way it is, and, and I understand that, and I, I know everybody here understands that, and I pray you'd bless them tonight. And Lord, please bless us who are here this evening underneath the sound of my voice, Lord. Use me this evening to be a help and a blessing. And Lord, may I say the words tonight that you'd have me to say, and as, as we look into your word, Lord, we can learn something every time the word of God's opened. Help me, Lord, tonight to say those words that you'd have me to. In Jesus' name, amen. Now. You know, it seems as, as, I, as I travel, uh, as I mentioned, I, I just got, uh, my wife and I were, have been on the road for five months. We've been back for about 10 days back in Michigan. And uh, uh, it's, it's different here in Michigan than it was in other places we've been. It seemed to be a little more open and free and things like that. But, um, but, but it just seems like everywhere I travel, we, we had meetings in Kentucky and, and Tennessee and Georgia, North Carolina and Florida. And... Um, uh, we we just uh, we've been also trying to help my wife's parents. My wife's parents are are are, are they're elderly and they're they're very uh, um, they're very high risk. I'll just say that. 
And so we need to kind of to help them along uh, as, as they, they need things. We, we need to be there for them. So we, we've been there for them, and, and we're still there for them. But it just seems as I'm traveling, as we're in different churches and we're in different places, it just seems that, that, that our faith, not necessarily our faith, but, but I mean everybody's faith is being tested. It just seems like that, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, the, the things that have been going on the last 13, 14 months or, or thereabouts, uh, it just seems like it's really just starting to weigh down on people, starting to weigh down on our spirit. And, and maybe, uh, you know, maybe a year ago our faith was up here, and now our faith may be a little bit down. Maybe you get discouraged, you get dis- whatever it might be. Um, but uh, it just seems like that that's what's happening in, in a majority of the places we go. And there's a lot of uncertainty about wherever we travel. There's a lot of instability and uneasiness uh, everywhere that we go. And uh, what we, what we are, are seeing is, is uh, it, it seems to be like, like it's, of course, it's not the same as it used to be. Uh, you know, you look around today and you never, you never would have thought maybe a little over a year ago that we'd be where we are today. You, you never would have thought that. Nobody would have ever been able to predict that. Um, and, and I've even heard people say, you know, the, the good old days, like, Back in 2019, the good old days, uh, uh, you know, they're gone. I've heard people say it. They're gone. They'll never be the same again. Uh, you know, it's, it's always going to be kind of a, 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 like the way it is right now. There's always going to be uh, kind of oversight over you or whatever, whatever you want to think about, about that. But, uh, but, but I've heard people say that. I remember we were traveling in the very end of 2019, going into 2020. So just about 14 months ago, 15 months ago or so. We were traveling in Georgia, and we were going to some meetings, and we have an RV that we were traveling in, and uh, we were in the northern part of Georgia, north of Atlanta, but before you get into Tennessee there, we were going through those mountains right there, and my wife saw a sign that said Amicalola Falls. How many know what Amicalola Falls is? Does anybody at all know, know what Amicalola Falls is? Up to a year ago, I didn't know how to say Amicalola. Um, okay, uh, well, Amicalola, how many know what the Appalachian Trail is? Okay, many of you know what that is. All right. Um, uh, Amicalola Falls is, is, is actually the, uh, the, the technical beginning of the Appalachian Trail in the south. The Appalachian Trail is a trail that goes from northern Georgia all the way up into Maine. It's a 2,200-mile hike, and, and people hike it every year. It takes about five to six months to hike it if you hike an average of eight to ten miles a day. So, you know, some days you can hike better. But my wife uh, has loved the Appalachian Trail for many, many years. And we were traveling right through there, the northern part of Georgia, and my wife saw uh, Amicalola Falls, you know, eight miles or ten miles this way. And she said, ooh, can we, can we go? You know, can we do this? And husbands, you know how your wife is, and she does that. She said, oh, I want to go. And, uh, and I, said, I said, oh, I don't know if we can do it or not. And, we, you know, we got to get here or there. She's like, oh, you know, we may never be here again. Uh, I want to see the start of the, the, uh, the uh, Appalachian Trail, and I guess there's an arch that, that's there, stone arch, and there's a visitor center and a campground and all that. And I said, well, we do have an RV, and they do have a campground, so let's see if they have an opening, and they did. And so uh, my wife just was smiles, uh, just uh, ear to ear, just so excited to be able to go. So we went, and uh, we saw the, the waterfall there, and we, uh, uh, while we were there, my wife said, wouldn't it be neat if we could hike just uh, like maybe just a little bit of the, the Appalachian Trail? I'd always wanted to do it. And I, I said, oh, I, we didn't come prepared for that, you know, prepared to hike. I said, I, I, I have casual clothes, but not like hiking clothes. And she talked me into it. You know how your wives do sometimes, man. And so, uh, I, so I said, okay, and I'm out there in dockers and, and you know, casual. I don't have tennis shoes or nothing. And I'm just like, all right, all right if you want to do this. We took some water, took some snacks with us. And, uh, and it was a 10-mile hike. 
Guess what, though? Nine miles of it was uphill like that to the top of a mountain. Uh, the, 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 the top of the mountain was, was uh, Springer Mountain. And um, you get up there, though, and, and it's just a beautiful sight to see. The view you get to see is just amazing. It was well worth the nine miles. And then it was just one mile downhill. So I thought, why, why couldn't, you know, why does it have to be like, why nine miles uphill? You know, which, why couldn't it have been one mile up and then nine miles down? But, uh, but that's the way it was. And boy, I tell you what, after 10 miles, we were wore out. But I remember sitting up there on top of that mountain. We, we, had a, we, we, took a, we sat down there on a big rock and we looked over the, 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 uh, the view. We took some pictures and you took your selfie, you know, and all that. And uh, we had our snacks there. Some other hikers were there and we just were talking with them. And, and literally, a little over a year ago, literally, we were on top of the mountain. And then we came down, we had another day of, 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 uh, of camping there, we got in our RV, got back home to Michigan, barely in enough time before the state got shut down. And literally, from, in a week's time, we went from the mountaintop to the valley. And, and, and I thought to myself, like, it's incredible how fast things can change. And it's incredible how, how uh, you know, you can go from one, 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 uh, one, one uh, side of things to another, uh, in just a short, such a short amount of time. And like I said, literally, we were on top of the mountain. We were, on, we were up in the clouds, literally, and then, then we are down in the valley just a week later. And, um, uh, but uh, I, I got to thinking that, you know, so quickly, things like that can happen in our lives. So quickly, you can have a job, and all of a sudden, just a few days later, uh, we might be laying you off. You hear those, those words. How many have ever been laid off before? I've been laid off. Uh, and it's, it, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Uh, you know, you think you got some security and a job and this and that, and all of a sudden it's gone. Uh, or, a, or a loved one passes away unexpectedly. Everything's going great. You know, you hear people say, I just saw them last week. I just saw them last month. And now they're in eternity. Uh, just how quickly things can change and how we need to just kind of maybe, maybe just kind of do a, do a, not really a reset, but just kind of do an inventory, I guess, on our lives and just say, you know, are we doing what we can for the Lord right now while we, while we have the opportunity? Because we don't know when it's going to change. We had no idea when we were on the top of that mountain that, you know, my wife was talking at the time, maybe we can do this someday. And I said, we don't have five months to set aside to be able to, to hike the whole trail. And she said, we can, section, we can maybe uh, uh, hike sections of it, 100 miles, at a t you know, uh, and then, then go away and come back next year and do another 100 miles and so on. I said, I don't have 20 years to do it either. And, uh, but, um, but my wife's very ambitious. She really is. And uh, a couple years ago, she talked me into riding my bike across the state of Michigan to raise money for missions. Uh, we, we rode from uh, uh, South Haven uh, all the way to like near Monroe, Michigan. Uh, so we rode all the way across the state to raise money for missions. But uh, what a, you know, my wife's very ambitious. But, uh, but you know, we had no idea that it was going to go from being on the mountaintop to being in the valley that quickly. And uh, so I want to look at these verses that we looked at here just a moment ago. And I would just really, just really talk about really a couple points, just a couple things that jump out at me that I wanted to share with you tonight. Kind of more of a devotion, I guess, if, if that's okay, if I can do that. The Bible says here that Jesus had the disciples get into a ship and to go over to the other side. All, all, these, all these people came to, to see Jesus, to hear Jesus, to see the miracles. And, and, and then Jesus said, let's send the multitude away and let's get into the ship and let's go over to the other side. And, and so that's what the disciples did. They got into the ship and they went over there to the other side. And then the Bible says in verse 37, the great storm of wind and, and the we, uh, that, that came up and the waves beat into the ship 
so that it was now full. I mean, just a few moments ago, they were on the seashore with the Lord, and everything was going fine, everything was going great, and they were seeing miracles, and now all of a sudden, they're in a tumultuous storm on the waters. How many of you have ever been on a boat and been in a storm before? A couple of you have. I imagine it's pretty scary. I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm a little bit scared, of, I'm a little bit afraid of heights, um, but I, I have a little bit of a fear of the water. I could swim, and, 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 and I don't mind, you know, uh, you know swimming or, or like, you know, a pool or something like that. Uh, it didn't matter to me how deep it is. Uh, you know, I can, but, you know, being out in the middle of a body, a huge body of water with the waves and the boat rocking back and forth, I, don't, I, I have a little bit of a fear of that. And I, 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 won't get, I won't put myself in that situation. But I can imagine how they must have felt. And they were scared. They were fearful. And some of them were, were fishermen. Some of them knew, you know, the, uh, they, they've been there before. But they were fearful. They were scared. They thought they were going to die out there. But the first thing I want to point out to you tonight is this. Number one, quickly, uh, it's important that we listen to what the Lord asks us to do. It's important that we have our heart and our eyes and, and, our, and our spirit open to do what the Lord asks for us to do. Here the, here the Lord asked the disciples, let's get into the ship and let's go over to the other side. And once again, some of them were, 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 were experienced fishermen. Some of them uh, were, 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 were spent a lot of time on the boat and, and they're experienced with that. They've been in storms before. And some of them might even have looked up into the sky and said, uh, and thought to themselves, Lord, uh, uh, there's a storm coming. Uh, look, at the, look at the clouds. They're, they're dark. Uh, look at the, that little cloud there. It's coming this way. And, and, and I think it's going to be uh, raining here maybe in an hour's time. And that might not be a good idea. They didn't do that. They just obeyed what the Lord asked for them to do. One of them could have said, look, Lord, uh, I just looked on my iPhone and, and, and Google says that, uh, that it's going to be raining here real soon. Uh, maybe that's not a good idea that we do that. And, uh, but they didn't do that. They, they said, Lord, we'll do what you want us to do. We'll get into the boat and we'll go over to the other side. And the Lord was with them as they did that. Jesus asked the, uh, asked the disciples to get into the boat and to cross with them over the other side. And the Lord asked us to do things every day, every week, maybe every month. Every, all the time in our lives, the Lord is speaking to our hearts about doing things for Him. But are we doing them? Or are we kind of looking at the weather, looking at the circumstances and saying, Lord, I don't know if that's a good idea that I do that right now because, because of this factor or because of that factor. When I became a missionary, um, let me say, let me back up. Six months before I became a missionary, gasoline was at about $1.10 a gallon. And you say, boy, Brother Kerr, you're old. And uh, no, but, uh, but I mean, uh, gasoline was $1.10, $1.05. You know, I didn't even look at the price of gas when I went and got gas, Brother Corsair. I didn't even look at the, 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 what the gallon cost because, you know, it, it is what it is. It's always been between $1 and $1.10, $1.15 if it's expensive. The premium was like $1.23, you know, and, and, and it didn't matter to me. And then when, when, I, when we surrendered to be missionaries and I finished Bible college and, and the price of gas just went up. It just shot up to like 250 a gallon, and, and it's just it's been up since since then. Seems like, except for maybe the last four years, it's been a lot better. But uh, um, but uh, uh, then all of a sudden, the gas was like over two times what it normally is. And I had people come to me. I had family come to me and said, he said, Elias, it's not a good idea to go out there right now in deputation. Oh, you, you ought not do it. Uh, 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 you know, you don't know. I heard gas is going to go up to three dollars a gallon, and you may not want to go out there. Uh, you're never going to be able to afford to be on the road. And but you know, I said, you know, I can look at the circumstances. 
I can look at the conditions. I can look at the price of gas and say, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. I shouldn't do that. Or I can just say, the Lord wanted me to do this. I'm going to do it. And that's what we did. We hit the road on deputation, and, uh, uh, and, and the Lord took care of all of our needs everywhere we went. And we never went without food. We never went without gas. We never went without a roof over our head, and God provided for us. It didn't matter what the price of gas was, and gas actually went up to nearly $4 a gallon while we were out on deputation. And, uh, but you know what? God provided. God took care of us. I, I wonder, though, in our Christian life, are we looking at circumstances around us to say, if the circumstances are right, then, Lord, I will do what you want me to do. The disciples didn't do that. They said, Lord, uh, they, they just immediately got into the boat and went. They went and did what the Lord asked them to do. I wonder, are we doing that? Do we have that kind of a spirit about us, or are we the kind to kind of check the wind and see which way it's blowing? Or are we the type that, uh, uh, you know, that everything's got to be lined up. The stars have got to be aligned and we've got to have enough money in the checking account and our health's got to be good and, and everything's got to be just right and perfect before we say, yes, Lord, I'll do this now. I'm prepared to do this. I, I think a lot of times maybe the Lord would have us to do what he wants us to do in his life and, and for him in our lives, even when the circumstances aren't perfect because then he gets the glory for it. Amen. And so, uh, number one, uh, is, are we doing what the Lord asks us to do on a daily basis? Number two, uh, just, because the Lord, uh, uh, we, just because we're following the Lord doesn't mean it's going to be smooth all the time. I think a lot of us know that here. I, I, mean, I know personal testimony of people here that it, life's just not smooth right now. Th things aren't, aren't all smooth, uh, uh, you know, your whole Christian life. When I became a Christian, uh, nobody promised me that everything's going to be fine now. I mean, my, my soul's saved, and, and my, everything's going to be fine for my soul, and I'm going to be in heaven, uh, and I'm saved for eternity. I'm, th I'm thankful for that. But that just, because my, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean every day is going to be smooth. Every day is going to work uh, just right the way I hope. I'm not going to catch every green light on the way to work. Amen? Uh, it's just not going to be like that. And Sometimes you, you kind of think that, like, Lord, I'm serving you. Lord, I'm, I'm doing all this for you, and I'm giving to missions, and I'm faithful to reading my Bible, and I'm, I'm witnessing, and I'm doing all this, and, and, and Lord, and, and, and you let this come into my life. And I've been there. I know what that's like. I know what that's like. And, uh, but, but, you know, just because, we're, just because we follow the Lord doesn't mean it's going to be all smooth and, and once again, all the stars aligned in our life. Uh, the Lord asked for them, these, these uh, disciples, to get into the boat and sent them out into the water, and they did it and it was rocky, and it was scary, and the waves beat into the boat, and the Bible, the Bible says until, so, so that now it was full. Can you imagine how scary that would be to have that much water coming in to a boat? Uh, uh, you know, I, I've seen even shows, you know, where, where water comes into the boat, and it looks real scary, and you think, you think, boy, they're going to drown, but somehow they don't. You know, I don't know how boats work and all that kind of, you do, you, you build a boat. And uh, I don't know how all that stuff works, but I, I know this, that, that the, they were out there on the boat and, and the, the, uh, the storm was coming and the waves were coming in and it was rocky for them, but you know what? The Lord was with them, amen? And uh, uh, even, though, even though they followed the Lord, it wasn't going to be smooth all the time. And it's not, it hasn't been like that in my Christian life. Uh, it's, uh, I wish I could say, you know, you become a Christian. I wish I could say it to, to somebody who's unsaved. If you become a Christian, everything's going to be great and wonderful in your life, and you'll never have a problem again. Uh, no, it's not going to be like that. But you know what? You have the Lord with you. You have the Lord with you through the storm. 
And that's my third thing that I want to mention to you quickly. Jesus didn't promise that it would be easy, but he did promise that he'd be with you. He'd stay with you. Uh, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Boy, those are comforting words, aren't they? I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know, how many have ever had a friend that has left you? They left you high and dry. Uh, you know, I, I've had friends that I thought were going to be friends forever. We're going to be friends for the rest of my, our lives. And then something comes up, a difficult time comes up, and they're nowhere to be found. You know, uh, even family can, can do that. But you know what the Lord says? I will never, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You know, how comforting that is in a difficult time. When, when it seems like everybody turns against you, you have nowhere, nobody to turn to, nowhere to turn, uh, nothing to rely on, but you can always rely on the Lord Jesus Christ because He's there with you. And I'm so thankful for that. You know, and I think about that. I will never leave thee. Never. 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 Even when this happens, Lord, even if this circumstance comes in my life, nope, never. What about that, Lord? What if this happens and this comes into my life? Oh, never. What if I do this, Lord? Certainly that would disqualify me from the promise. Nope, never. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. That is so comforting to me. Uh, but Jesus was with them in the storm. And, uh, you know, they didn't, uh, they didn't have to go through it by themselves. And we go through difficult times right now. We're, we're all going through difficult times of, of, of some magnitude. Uh, I don't know you personally, and many of you I don't know, but I know that there are people in here, no doubt, that are, that are struggling with something, that have a heartache, that have a, 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 have a pain. Uh, I know people right now who are in the hospital, uh, just had surgery. I know people with COVID right now uh, who are going through difficult, difficult times, going through all the symptoms. And my wife and I went through the same thing back in October. We, had, we, had, we both were tested positive for COVID in uh, October last year, same time President Trump uh, had it, we had it. And uh, uh, we, we kind of... We, you know, we, we, know what, we know what it's like. And, and I, but I know there are people in here, even though I don't know you personally, and nobody else may even know your heartache, but God knows your heartache. God knows what's going on in your heart. You don't have to go through it alone. You, know the, the, you, you can know and be assured that the Lord is with you through the storms. Number one, I wanted to mention to you quickly, once again, just kind of recap, is it's important that we listen to what the Lord asks us to do. Are we listening? Are we listening with our ears? Are we leaning in to listen to what the Lord has for us to do? Are we listening with our hearts so that we can be obedient to His will in our life? And just because we follow the Lord doesn't mean it's going to be smooth. And I, I think if you've been a Christian for any time at all, you understand that. Um, and, but, you know, it's all part of being a Christian that the Lord's building our faith, perhaps. And number three, quickly, Jesus didn't promise that it'd be easy, but He did promise that He would through the storm. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.